This is Detroit News Lions beat writer Justin Rogers. Whenever I'm bored out of my mind and I've hit the end of the internet and I've got just nothing, nothing else to do, I listen to Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who haven't scored since 1958. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast. This is episode 220. This is the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit, and I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is my good friend and co-host, Case. How you doing, brother? I'm great, Chris. I'm great. Uh, I heard you had, you had a birthday recently, yeah, yeah. so happy birthday. I, too, had a birthday recently. Um, in fact, it, it is it is still happening right now. Well, happy birthday. A couple of Leos in the house. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. What a leader. All right. <laughs> Today's show, we're going to have a recap of the Texans game. We're going to talk about some of the new faces in town at the wide receiver position. We're going to talk about Baldy's drunk uncle type rant and a whole lot more. we got a great show lined up. Casey, ready to go, my man. Hang on. i got to go iron my birthday suit. Yo! Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, a couple of quick announcements first. Check us out and help us out on Patreon. Very special thanks to Dylan from... Also, our very first owner, Mathis, who you got to meet in Detroit. How awesome was that? Very nice guy. He also starred in our our, uh, video that we put up there with uh, Dean. And uh, Brian B. from I Prevail. Riz met him. Case is on the list. I'm on the list. Going to be uh, hanging out with the boys in I Prevail. How do we get to meet him? Because they're so cool. And because Brian said, hey. I like your show, guys. We're gonna we're gonna do the Patreon thing. You can hang out with him, us, Riz, the whole group of knuckleheads in the Slack chat. All you gotta do is sign up for Patreon. Get as little as a little as a dollar a month. Can see the most intelligent chat on the internet. I'm not even kidding. At least Lions chat, as far as that goes. I don't know. There's probably like some like engineer like NASA forum somewhere where it's a little more intelligent. But other than that, probably probably top you know top ten. We'll say we'll say ten. Patreon.com/slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Hook us up, and we'll do the same for you. Give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, and check us out on Twitter. That's where all the action is. Let's face it. At D-E-T Lions podcast, D-E-T Lions podcast, the very, very best place to see Case. Icing a new wound. <laughs> Subscribe to us on YouTube. A lot of fun there. I'm, I got this trip going, but I might put some stuff up there for you guys to see too. That's not necessarily all football related, but youtube.com slash Detroit lions podcast, youtube.com slash Detroit lions podcast. We got a lot we're doing here. So uh, check that out. Also rate us, give us those five stars on iTunes, Stitcher, Google play, wherever you find us. We love those reviews. We appreciate it. Helps us move up the charts and helps people find us. It's, it's funny how that works out. Uh, you want to, you want to help us get better. You get uh, some comments or a, a critique. Sure, hit us up in the subreddit. We have a post up there with every show every week. Get in there, let us know. We engage. We don't run from. We don't run from it, and uh, that's the best place to to help us uh, look at the show and think of things a little bit differently. We appreciate all of the the comments you guys get. Uh, helps us, like I said, make the show better. And you are the owners, your community of the show. So let's 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 get to it. You guys got to do your job. Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS, it's 929-335-4667, leave a message, get a chance to hear yourself on the show. 
tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review This Week in Reddit. All right, it's time to talk about all the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And I think the best place to start, Case, is with a recap of the Texans game. You may have heard we played preseason game two. We saw a full quarter of Matthew Stafford thrown to Marvin Jones and uh, Danny Amendola. Uh, Galladay went in for 46 touchdowns. It was it was a good show by the team, wasn't it? Chris, that I think you watched the wrong game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I might have. Um, rumor is but, that Matthew no. didn't play, huh? No, we saw some things. Um, okay, first of all, uh, uh, this might have been pegged for later in the show, but uh, people kind of freaking out and it, every year. So, I mean, people like to freak out. You had a great, um, great comment in the Slack chat about this time of year, how there's football and it's exciting and so much fun. But how people react to the preseason game? Can you can you articulate that again? Do you remember what you well, said? Well, it, it it just kind of like uh, uh, as I've mentioned several times on the show, and I say all the time everywhere. I there are many ways in which I I like the off season more than the regular season. That tends to come to a screeching halt this time of year, um, just because <laughs> I, people freaking out about stuff drives me crazy, um, and it shouldn't. I should just, you know, I, I should be accustomed to it by now. But this whole thing about okay, so Stafford hasn't been playing, uh, but he hasn't been practicing, and while they have held him out of some practices, it was scheduled, and and even when they held him out of practices, he was doing things like running up and down the um, the infamous hill. Um, so there's no reason, and, and if you look around at at both the way this team has been in terms of of not rushing important players back and being cautious in general, mm-hmm. as well as around the NFL, where right. more and more and more, uh, you know, as, 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 also as I've mentioned on this show several times. So I've been listening to a lot of uh, Fox Sports Radio in the car lately. And even and, and while I try not to glean too many of my opinions off of the things that That's are a said there, lift most of the largely, time. <laughs> largely nonsense, but um, there has been a, a lot made about teams not playing their starters in the preseason and, and the preseason becoming less and less important um, as far as teams wanting uh, to make a big deal out of out of, you know, implementing their offense or defense or whatever. And I, you know, there could be, there's probably quite a few reasons for that. Yeah. The CBA is probably rattled in there. Right. I mean, that's, there's probably some, some uh, posturing going on around the, the upcoming deal with that. Um, But yeah, no guys aren't playing in the preseason like they used to. And um, it started this year and it's it's a, it's a big shift. And you look at like what happened to Jerome curse and you say, well, yeah, now I understand why, we don't have a whole lot of guys out there playing. So what does that leave you? Well, that leaves you with seeing a lot of guys that maybe aren't your first strings. That leaves you with a lot of impressions that if you try to use those to paint them across your team as to how good your team is, you may um, you may look like an idiot. <laughs> so don't yeah. don't take don't take what you see in too much. And this is something. Look, I, I have to talk about my 463 years of experience as a Lions fan, right? Um, I, I, I don't know. It, it, it's not, you know, I, there's a stupid phrase from the radio that people use called being lionized. It's not that, but it, you can't, uh, you can't just live and die by a preseason game, particularly as a Lions fan. But I mean, 
you, you just can't do that. It's not something to, to, to get worried about. It's not something to light the house on fire about. It's not something to start staking claims of your, I predicted the team. Well, first off, I'm going to say your prediction's bullshit, right? You don't know what you're fucking talking about. No, you don't. You cannot predict. Nobody predicts, predicts how a team is going to do with any kind of accuracy. It's majority luck. And yeah, you use a lot of data to move those things, but you, you don't. You don't know who's getting hurt. You don't know what's happening this season. There's all kinds of unknowns. So, so don't don't tell me what you predicted and you were right and someone else was wrong because that's just so dumb, especially at this point based on the set of data you have. It's pure fucking roll the dice. So, so stop with that. But let's talk about what we did see on the field. All right, because <laughs> there's a couple of guys here that we had completely written off. That, mm-hmm. that came out looking pretty strong out of that game, right? And we know it's backups against backups, and, but you still want, you want to see them play well. You want to see things develop, and we'll talk about player development a little bit here. But uh, the first guy I want to talk about is David Fales. Um, do we have a first ballot Hall of Famer on our hands here? <laughs> no, um, but, but it, it certainly does. Okay, so to be fair to Josh Johnson, uh, he had how many days that we'll, he was we'll on the only, only a few days. We'll talk about him, but yeah, yeah, yeah we'll get there. But but David Fale certainly created a situation where there is now a chance. <laughs> a quarterback controversy for the third string quarterback, unless right. if if Savage makes his way back. Well, we hope so. But right, and and we're still looking at a situation where we're not expecting it, either of these guys, either of those guys to make the roster long term. They may be on the roster week one. They may be on the roster for a few weeks. It depends on how long Tom Savage is. But I think, you know, it, it's it was pretty clear that Tom Savage is the backup as soon as he's able to come back from concussion protocol. And we we just we truly have no idea. I, as you know, we said last week, it could be tomorrow. It could be six months. But yeah. it's probably more like a month to or so, you know, type of thing. Yep. I think game two is where David fails showed us what the the team, the the front office saw in him and why he was there uh, mm-hmm. versus week one and, and all the training camp ahead of that. Um, you know, we, we did the whole he's named appropriately thing. Haha. But uh, he, he, he made it an exciting game at the end. And that's one of the things I've noticed beyond just the Lions game this year. Um Preseason's been pretty fun to watch, and normally it's like ugh. the uh, the Saints Chargers game. It was seventeen three with the Chargers came back twenty three seventeen to to get the Saints in, to win. Um, really exciting game, fun fun to watch the the bottom of the roster guys there. It was really really a fun game to watch. Saw a lot of that again. The same kind of thing with the Lions game. Preseason football has been a lot more fun than I remember it this year, and it's it's interesting with with all the guys that are being sat to play these games. Side note, uh, that, that just reminded me because I watched a video today that was posted on RNFL of like wacky and crazy plays from the preseason since like back to 2000. It was a lot of fun. If yeah. you want to, if you want to watch something, it was like 14 minutes and it, it was just a lot of fun. So NFL if you want something that's, you know, meaningless but fun to watch, uh, go find that. All right, so uh, fails out there looking good. Um, maybe not a, f- a first ballot Hall of Famer, but that that story's yet to be written. Case take, right. you take that to the bank. It's not over yet. <laughs> uh, no, but he he did show why why they picked him up. So that was it was good to see out of him and that kind of growth that you see. Hopefully that trajectory continues because it's something that um, we're seeing that maybe we haven't before. Another guy I want to talk about Reeves Maben. Holy cow, where did this guy come from? We hit him, and, and we'll talk about Killebrew next, but both of those guys are two guys that we had written off. Eh, they don't right. fit in the in the Patricia system. They don't fit in this defense. Uh, it's just not going to be a, a thing. 
And next thing you know, they're having a couple of games in which they're just they're, they're killing it. I mean, and, and Killbrew has grown a lot from one to the next. But let's talk about Reeves Mabin. Good growth we're seeing here. A guy that doesn't seem to fit in the, in the, in this defense. He seems to be carving out a niche, and he's finding a place um, mm-hmm. based on his his size pro- profile not fitting. It's 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 really something interesting. And like I said last week, the big challenge now it goes to Matt Patricia, and the big challenge is. Can you find ways to use these guys who you wouldn't normally have used in the specific scheme you wanted to run? Can you find a way to maximize the output of talented players who are coming along well and not just let them go to waste? Yeah. Yeah. That's and not be the next, you know, not be your version of uh, Kyle Van Noy. And, well, and, and this is the thing. That we'll talk about. Let's just do it now. <laughs> what we're seeing, right? We talked about this at the end of last year, how players had grown and changed through the season and were able yep. to develop. And and this is a long process, and it's something you watch over time. Um, and you have to be able to acknowledge milestones along the way, whether it's working or not, or it just kind of happens and people forget about it. People that talk about Caldwell and his staff, the one thing, the thing that we have always said where he failed is in the development of young players. Nobody no, I, ever seems to get better. Ever. They they came in yep. at their peak and that's what they did. And then they got fit into a system and played at that level or worse, always. And and that was one of the big knocks we had on him and his staff. And we're already seeing a whole different set of dots being collected here and connected that uh that show these guys growing and improving within the system. I love what I see saw from Reeves Maven and Killebrew, what we saw this last week. Nice, nice play. Again, another guy that we had we had written off miles, right? And I talked yep. about how he's a gorgeous man. And those all that. tweener, those tweener, you know, players, the linebacker safety combo heard, things, yeah. they they work some places. We just didn't think they were going to work here. Yep. But and, if he's figured it out, if you know, if you can figure out how to make that work, and and then the coaches can figure out how to use it. I mean, you've got real weapons in those type of players. Yep. So absolutely. And then in his interview, he was talking about buy-in and how buy-in this year is a lot different than it has mm-hmm. been historically. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I thought was really good. So you see player development, and you see this kind of growth, and then they start talking about not just veterans, but the young guys. Everybody has bought into the system and believes it. And there was a lot of talk about that in the media last year about how. We'll start with lost the locker room, right? Because they had to run, which was on its on its face stupid. But now we're seeing that kind of buy in from players, or hearing about that kind of buy in from the players, and and what that means uh, for this team going forward is only only good things. Because if you guys uh, believe in the system, and then they can run the system and trust each other to run the system, then it's it's a it's an indictment of the system if something goes wrong versus the players. And, and I want to see that the system be the problem rather One than the of- players. One of the things that we've talked about uh, a lot is instinct and how we want players with instinct. We talked about it with Jared Davis coming out of the draft. And and while he looked really good in that aspect, he's taken some time to grow into that in the NFL. Um, But if you've got players who have that and, and you think of that as being one of the less coachable things, but Maybe that's just because we're not used to seeing any growth in it. Um, so maybe that's a that's an us problem, not a them problem. And and now it's not a them problem. Um, and and that we're seeing improved awareness. And that was one of the things that uh, um, Matt Patricia said specifically about Miles Killebrew. Uh, Jeff Risden put out a little 
short article on on what Matt Patricia had to say about Killer Brew, um, and basically that he liked where he had seen improvement, uh, especially in where he decided to take chances, and those are the kind of like intuitive things like uh, you get better. Um, hopefully, <laughs> at time at choosing when to make risk plays because you, you if you play every play safe, okay, but you're not always but you're still if you play every play safe, you're gonna allow three four yards and first downs and you know that kind of thing. But it, and if you take big risks every once in a while, you're gonna get torched for a big thing. But also every once in a while, you're gonna come away with an interception or you know a fumble or a tackle for a loss and or a drive killer play. And you want it's, it's all about just you know improving the um, percentage of those plays that where you take a risk, you're doing the right thing. Yeah, and if that's what he's doing, and if that's where he's grown, awesome, awesome. And it goes it just like I mean, it goes. We, we said it, and you said it another way, but it, it deserves saying again. It's that development. The Kyle, Kyle Van Noy comment you made um, is great because he went over to New England and he was able to deliver way better in New England than he ever was here. And he had time to develop here and didn't. And he went there and immediately started working and then very, very quickly evolved into a way to be able to contribute on, on the team. Said great things about Matt Patricia when they were mm-hmm. practicing together. And still in a limited role, which is fun. Sure, but he has a fit, right? He had no fit right. here. And they were able to make that work. So um, again, you want to talk about coaching staffs. This is one of the big, big improvements we've got now with Matt Patricia over what we had in the Caldwell era is this ability to help players get better and play at their best rather than whatever they come in at is their peak. So I, I appreciate that. People tell us how much he fixed Caldwell. We'll see what that means. That That is, I think, out to uh, to the juries still. So we'll see. Um, let's talk about um, also another player who, who had a great game. Uh, certainly got his name in lights for a while there. Will Harris, a uh, pickup in the third round, I believe. I'm working for my memory here. I got to go look. That's a dumb one. Yeah, Will Harris, third rounder. I don't know why my brain freeze, froze on that, but uh, picked him up. He, Aquara, uh, knocked a ball loose, <laughs> picked it up, took it in for his first uh, fumble six. <laughs> that was really great to see. It was, uh, of course, it was fun. It was, it was exciting. It was, it was great to see. But Will Harris has really stepped up and started to look pretty good out there. He's uh, seems to be a guy, at least in, based on this game, worthy of that third round pick. Would you agree? Based on the game alone, absolutely. Um, it, he he has struggled at times in camp. Um, he he's struggled in coverage. But once again, like when you put guys in camp and you put them in situations that are unfavorable to them, it's to push them to get better in those areas. It's not that they can't play a role and be very good at that role, but you're not necessarily, because we certainly both you and I, and uh, you know, most of the beat writers, we didn't have a lot of great things to say about Will Harris through, through most of training camp. Um, But a lot of that is how, to his strengths once games start that's the only thing that matters um if if, you know you hope that his weaknesses his coverage uh gets better but if you can use him to be a downfield you know force of terror that's a good thing to have too like yeah yeah i love a downfield force it would be great if every player was as versatile as glover quinn was at his peak but Yes. Sorry. He just warmed my cockles there for a moment. I know. Sorry. All right. Let's talk about a guy who's um, a little bit of a, um, a quandary. A quandary. 
I want to call Saquon wow. Barry, what? but it's not Diggs. <laughs> <laughs> a guy that um, just was rejected out of hand by Riz earlier in the offseason. Um, Me too. At camp, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Ugly, ugly, ugly. I've yeah. never seen so bad. I was so convinced that he'd be gone. I didn't even think he'd make it this far. And then they turn the lights on. The guy shows up. <laughs> what the heck? Who is this Brandon Powell guy? And and how do you judge? How do you know? I mean, yeah, I think I, I know still. I know. But he's he he looked in this game even particularly. He looked he looked pretty pretty well. He he did a pretty good job. But um, had a drop, didn't he? Well, he had a fumble last week yeah. in in week one. Um, I don't remember whether or not uh, did I should remember, but I don't remember whether or not we recovered it or not. But um, so I mean, it, it isn't perfect. But he's getting open. He's catching. Everything thrown at him right now, I think. Yeah, yeah mostly. <laughs> he, had, he had like 58 yards on three receptions, which is pretty solid. Yeah. Um, and and just, I mean, look, look good. Doesn't look, look like it's enough, though. It, well, but okay, so it, it reminds me of um, Jace Billingsley uh, because heard of him. he had some electric, <laughs> like he had some electric plays uh, in the preseason, but never was able to really latch. Um, not reliable, but could flash the potential of a guy who is super reliable. I hope that's, I I mean, I hope Brandon Powell finds his way to consistency and that everything that we saw during training camp and all that stuff. And we just talked about, and I just said that guys get put in tough situations in training camp, but what Brandon Powell was having trouble with in training camp was more or less just, catching the ball. Um, (laughs) So like that's, you can't really blame that on the situation so much, but um, if he figures it out, if he, if he can keep turning it on during games, you know, I expect he'll get some playtime again next week. Maybe he'll even get some playtime with Stafford. Um, But uh, it's, it's, I I have a hard time predicting Stafford's going to play. I'd put it at about 75%. Interesting. Yeah, no. I, it won't blow my mind if he doesn't. Right, right. I would have been, you know, before game two of this preseason, I would have said 100% Stafford's going to play. Mm-hmm. But um, and, and so now, of course, what do you need? You need a narrative when this kind of thing happens. So now the narrative is, oh, well, he's been inconsistent in practice uh, without these reps. It, will he be okay? It's like, really? You think a couple reps in a preseason game is what's going to bring this guy up to speed for the season? I, 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 I think that's a, a flawed premise. So anyway, it's, it's changed. It's different. And anytime something is different from what people have seen before, even if even if what they've seen before hasn't been very good, <laughs> they're still going to react negatively to seeing the change. Like, right. you know, yeah, one hundred percent. So uh, let's see. Um, we'll get into really quick here shortly. What, uh, what? Maybe who who lost some juice on the field in this uh, in this Texans game? Sure. Um, Texans defense di- the defense looked good early, so that did uh, create pressure for for uh, for the guys in the on the offensive line and. Um, quarterback we'll talk about that Still but much better than the week before though yeah 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 um, two sacks is much preferable to eight or nine whatever it was yes absolutely but when we do that we got to talk about something very quickly uh amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com <laughs> that's where you get the book you get the playbook there every time <laughs> that's where you get your sacks that's where you get all your sacks uh sacks a loot 
Um, head on over Amazon to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. For all your Amazon needs, you go straight to the website, gives puts a little cookie in there, lets them know that we sent you, and uh, they give us a kickback. It doesn't cost you anything more. It's a great way to support the show by buying stuff you're going to buy anyway. I know I had to buy things from get ready for my trip here, and uh, I did it. Everybody does it. Case does it. I do it. Everybody. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Help the show out with a very simple URL that you use when you go to Amazon. And uh, those kickbacks help us do all the great stuff we're doing. So thanks for everyone who's doing that. All right, let's move on. The, the guys whose stock didn't necessarily go up. Let's just start across the board with special teams. Special teams looked like ass out there. Uh, the return game was was terrible. Uh, coverage was terrible. It was it was terrible. I, I wish I had a drop from a coach going off on a rant. I say that, though. I'm not even ranting about it. They talked about it. They haven't even opened up the special teams playbook yet. They're not, they're not even – they haven't really practiced a lot of this stuff. Um, I have a feeling that this is just pretty simple workouts for these guys. It's just, you know, playing against a live opponent in a in a very simplified way. And I don't think that they seem too concerned that they haven't opened up their special teams playbook and really laid into it yet. Case, I know you feel differently. I think you said the season's over uh, after that that performance this week. Um, do you still feel that way? I'm just looking forward to next off season. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Not, not, they special teams look terrible, right? But nothing to worry about. Can we just leave it at that. Not yet. Um, I did. I have. Uh, I did make a comparison of Jamal Agnew, and and this is not relevant to this last game so much. Um, to uh, Stefan Logan, Ooh, uh, if anybody yeah. remembers that name and is horrified at that name, um, electric with the ball in his hands. But I've seen Jamal Agnew struggle to maintain possession on um, when he's receiving receiving the kick on more than a few occasions. Yeah. And I, I'm concerned. I, I certainly hope that this is not the case, but I'm concerned that that could be an ongoing issue for him and that we could see him um, then put a lot of, try to put a lot of faith in him and then for him to uh, cost us some big situations by fumbling, uh, not, not being able to handle up handle ball and that's that's definitely a concern and something they need to, to to look for it's one of these things and i'll actually use this as a bridge to the next conversation senior bowl was was where we were at we couldn't tell how good travis fulgham was even though he was on the watch list because the quarterbacks couldn't put the fucking ball within the man's wingspan anybody's wingspan they're so <laughs> bad right you look at Calvin it, johnson could have done it well yeah probably, possibly, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Um, but the situation was you couldn't evaluate these guys because you, they never had an opportunity or a good shot to catch the ball. And uh, not as you could. I mean, there was there was balls that got in there, but it was just so inconsistent that it made it hard on them. It made it hard on us and the whole thing. That's a lot of what we saw with Agnew. Now, the dropping thing, that's something to watch out for. But what you're seeing with with um, him doing uh, running the ball back and, and the other guys that are doing it is with no fucking blocking, they don't get any seams to really run, and you can't really see what kind of talent they have. And that's the problem. So now you're just seeing guys get the ball, and it's all like you're, it's absolutely the thing where people talk about you just got to do the best you can in a shitty situation. We're going to put you in a tough situation see how you perform. So don't take too much away from that in that regard. And now we talk about the same thing here with um, the wide receivers. Not, you know, not a lot of really good things to say about them, particularly in the first half. But then again, they were playing from with balls sent to him from Josh Johnson, and uh, he'd only been around Ooh, again, four days. Just got here. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like. I don't like how hard people came down on him. Uh, I'm not saying he's great. I'm not saying he's great, but Jesus, like 
dude just got here. Give him a second. <laughs> don't, don't, no breaks, no rest for the wicked. <laughs> it's not his fault that Tom Savage got hurt. Right, right. It's not his fault. <laughs> and let's face it. I mean, the 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 it was it was a seven point game, but you can't you can't get super worried about it because. The first half, we just didn't have anybody on the damn field, right? I mean, it was yep. you had a guy that had been there four years running the offense against a whole lot of second teamers, third teamers. Don't it? It the ball wasn't where it needed to be. It wasn't you know the plays were off, the timing was off, and a bunch of stuff. No, they didn't move the ball. Our, our second string right now, quarterback who may be third string when Tom gets out of the the concussion <laughs> protocol, didn't deliver the ball perfectly to second and third string guys. After being here four days, the season's over. Burn it down. Stupid take. Really, really dumb it was, take. It was much better. I, the, at least the fan reaction. I mean, the fan reaction is is to the like final score. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, you know, they lose. The, the funny thing is, even if David fails throwing to a few quarterback or uh, wide receivers who aren't even going to make the roster, had won the game. Uh, you you know that the fan reaction overall would have been like why why were we complaining last week? Um, <laughs> even though Super David Bowl. fails is throwing to these receivers who aren't even making the roster, we, we're guaranteed uh, Super Bowl if we win that. Right, game. exactly. Right. Um, <laughs> Put so, Stafford down. We got a quarterback controversy. David fails landed it, and the guy that isn't going to play in the NFL's arms for a touchdown and won the game. So, like, I mean, overreaction to week one being a shit show. And I'm not saying it's not important to have guys doing a good job. Mm -hmm. I'm not. But overreaction to week two is less. But I think it's only less of an overreaction because we lost by less. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It kept people pretty level. Right. right. And, and let's right. face it, it was a fun game to watch. It was entertaining. It yeah, was it was totally. good football for preseason. I'll take that anytime. That was that was good stuff. All right. Now, you may not like our takes. It's OK. You, you, you agree. You disagree. It's OK. We're, we're just telling you things as we see it. And uh, it's kind of I, I will use a phrase from Caldwell. Don't get too high. And don't get too low, right? <laughs> just it's just preseason. We're just gonna look at what we got. We're gonna go after your high, baby. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna watch this team grow this year. This is gonna be an interesting story. This is a, a, a important year for this team. I think this is an important year of growth for the for the Lions. This and and next year is the very important year. Yep, next year I think is the key year for this team to to nail it. Just to absolutely nail. It. There's no excuses for not having a playoff win or two next year. And I think without those, it, it blows up. I, I really I agree. do. And I, I agree. I think this is an important year and a step in that direction. Would love to see us win a playoff game this year or more. Um, but let's let's just let's just make it. That's that's kind of where my head's at right now. So don't worry too much. Now, with that being said, you know, like our takes. Maybe you think you could build a better team because you're the GM. Fantasy football is your game, and we're getting to the end of the chance to sign up. So uh, hurry up. Get in there. It's fantasy.detroitlionspodcast.com. Sign up. A bunch of people have gotten invited into leagues already. Play against Case. Play against me. No IDP. No individual defensive players. None of that stuff. This is all team defense. The, the standard kind of fantasy everyone loves and knows. It's individual leagues. You play against 12 players. There's no mix in leagues like there was before. It's straight. You win your league. You win a prize. And then we may throw some extra prizes actually out to, to the leagues if we for multiple leagues where we have multiple first place winners. We maybe like take the total score and throw some extra prizes for a couple of you guys out there, just like for being super champions, even though you didn't compete. All right, so check it out. 
fantasy.detroitlionspodcast.com. We've got two pick'em leagues, a, a, a big pool where as many people as one can join, five bucks per, per spot. Pick them. Go crazy picking them. You can do as many. You got to come after. I, I realize that that my uh, my throne for this pick'em is not already you know there, but it's not the Iron Throne at that, at on this one, and that's <laughs> it's no small task. Yeah. So you got that. You're gonna play against uh, Case. <laughs> they also got the small league, small batch league of pick'ems where you have a limited limited pool, but also a <clears> smaller <throat> number of people you're playing against. Check it out. Fantasy.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Go in there again. It's our annual fundraiser. So everyone that's joining up, thank you so much for helping support us and uh, what we do. But this is the 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 big area where we make money to pay for all the servers and everything else throughout the year. So uh, please join up, help the show and have a lot of fun. Like everything we try to do, we try to do it in a way where you get something good out of it, right? We, we want to make sure that we provide a good value to you as a result. So the results, that's like the Amazon and the fantasy football and, and um, all the different stuff, fanatics, all those things we try to do. We try to do it in a way that you get some value as well. And you can still support your pals over here at the DLP. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, we picked up a guy. Jordan Lasley, a mm-hmm. fifth-round draft pick uh, last year by the Baltimore Ravens, I believe, mm-hmm. um, known for some interesting off-field issues. <laughs> mm-hmm. And as a result of picking him up, we released Justin Stockton, and uh, there's a lot of talk about Dontrell Inman, and there hasn't been any uh, news on him yet. He came to through Detroit, wound up uh, going to the Jets. Now is is where he's going to visit and see what's going on there. Um, let's talk about let's talk about this kind of in a, in a broader sense. Number one, what are we looking for? We're looking for a replacement for um, Curse Jerome Curse. I had Jeremy Curley in my head. <laughs> I, I, sorry, I've, I've got all kinds of mess up. So we're we're trying to <laughs> trying to replace Curse, and um, we're not we're not looking for someone to replace Marvin. We're not looking for a Golden Tate replacement. We're looking for somebody down the down the roster now. If we could sign up Golden Tate as our number four, anybody here would be happy, right? We, we would be ecstatic for that, but that's not what we're looking at. So Jordan Lasley, he got in a fight in training camp, we saw, which happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not writing it off as no big deal, but training camp, you see some scuffles. Happened once already in, in Lions training camp. I don't even remember who it was, but whoever it was, Patricia kicked out right away. It was an offensive lineman. Yep, that was uh, against the um, the Patriots when they were Patriots. Practicing. Yep, yep. So, um, yeah, and he's got control of that. He'll take care of it. This is, I'll tell you something else that's interesting. This is, this is something that I've thought of, and I was wondering when it might happen. Um, you look at um, um, Josh Gordon over in, in Patriots land. You look at years past Randy Moss. You look at um, LeGarrette Blunt, right, came there at mm-hmm. a point. These guys were all character issue guys, right? Mm-hmm. And where were they? Well, they were in a roster full of guys that really didn't have character issues. Right, they they but they would not be afraid to take a long shot on a on a, on a bad boy or a guy with the problems, right? Character mm-hmm. problems. This may be dipping a toe into that lake for this team. It's a low risk move to be able to do that. It's a way to test your staff, your coaching staff, your your uh, your trainers, everybody else to see if this guy misbehaves. How do we handle it? Can they handle it? And get and, and seeing how prepared they are to take a. Josh Gordon type of guy with a character problem. Not that, you know, and Martha doesn't want that. We talk about that. We understand that. But there's a point when guys are just good enough in the realm of football that you want to take them. And if they can take, take, take themselves to the next level, they can behave themselves and act like normal humans. It's an opportunity for you to pick up a really, really good player. So anyway, this, there's a sense here that this might be just like a little dip of the toe in there to test the, uh, the leadership in this team. I'm trying to think. If there's a single player on the Lions roster other than Lasley now 
who has any off-field oh. stuff. No. And I can't think of a single one. I mean, it, 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 Golden Tate had a couple, you know, things. Uh, as much as I love Golden Tate, and I think he was a very good leader for us. But I mean, he, I think it was like this. I, I don't the think there's a single one. one. Darius Slay <laughs> is cocky. I think Kenny Galladay is low-key cocky. Mm-hmm. But I just can't think of a single guy on the roster right now that has any issues like that. I'm um, telling you, man. It's, which, it's which sets clean. you up, as you said, and I, and I completely agree, sets you up in a situation where if you can want to bring, you know, a guy in here and try to get them on the right track, I have no problem whatsoever with that. I We've talked about it in the past. I believe in second chances. I believe in third chances. I believe in, in however many chances. Um, if somebody it shows a real, like, work ethic, if somebody shows a real want to change and be better. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I've been through that part of my life, so I get it. Um, you didn't apologize. So I, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not suggesting that Lasley is going to even make the roster. I, it would be a, he's a long, he's a real long shot at sure. this point. And we'll talk about Inman in a sec here. Cause I do think Inman would make the roster, but um, he's, I mean, six one, he's, uh, he's got decent physical tools, but you you have a hard time seeing him uh, uh, getting past a guy like Fulgham, who basically has a similar sure. body type um, and and style, and and where they went out and actually drafted Fulgham and and put a little bit of investment into him. They had this guy is more just like he is practice squad eligible though, right? Yeah, and this totally. may, this may be a longer-term investment. Definitely. And he right? didn't play any games last year. Right. So This may um, be a longer-term investment and um, even depth behind the depth of the yeah. guys. Because it's <laughs> going to be hard for a guy like him to step in and learn the playbook and outplay a guy like Travis Fulgham, like you said. Right. But yep. given time on the practice squad and, and somebody gets hurt, you can elevate him into the position. But t- let's talk about Dontrell Inman. Go ahead and uh, tell us why he is a better shot to make the roster. I mean, even though he's not on the roster, um, but <laughs> you know me, I don't like, you know, the speculation about every single guy who gets cut by every single team. But the second Dontrell Inman got cut, it was like the lights go off. It was like no brainer. Bring this guy in. Um, he played about 30% of his snaps out of the slot last year. So he gives you that flexibility and it's odd to me how much faith it seems like the organization is putting in Danny Amendola uh, to be like the only slot guy unless Brandon Powell has much higher on their sheets than where I've got him. Um, but this is like the only guy... I mean, 6'3", but also plays the slot. So he's got your big slot like stuff that I loved, 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 loved when Anquan Bolden was here. Mm-hmm. Um, not that he's on the same level, but that he can provide you the big body inside. Um, that's you know, that we're likely to see most of. I mean, if I'm guessing, you know, it's it's because they they see that as a role of the tight ends in this offense, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. I like our tight ends, but to add another guy with the versatility to move into that role, um, as well as the versatility to be you know backup to either outside receiver. It's not like the dude's been super productive over his career. He had one year of 800 yards, I think, with the Broncos, uh, a couple of years of 300 yards. You know, so it's like it, it, you're not looking at an all-star by any means. But um, it, I would probably, whether I'd rather have Dontrell Inman or Jermaine Curse is 
is a toss up. I don't know, but I, I'd put them on a similar level. And and, and as as I think that's what we kind of need. Um, as much as we've talked about, and I've said um, the opportunity for a young guy to step forward or multiple young guys step forward is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they have. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bring in Dontrell Inman. Uh, Inman. Dontrell Inman. <laughs> Dontrell Inman. I'm not drunk. You're drunk. <laughs> um, it's my birthday. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> How's that suit? Is it still smoking? <laughs> but I mean, bring him in, and then then you only have to worry about one or two open positions uh, for those instead of two or three. And I prefer that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right, let's move on. Um, this is an interesting uh, title because it seems like Captain Obvious rolled in. But uh, did you know that Martha Ford wants a Lombardi trophy? What? Yeah. <laughs> Get it together, buddy. It's okay. Help me up, man. Sorry. I know, I know right? <laughs> uh, yeah. She says her best memory hasn't come yet, and uh, she wants to get the Lombardi trophy. Who, who, I never thought of that. I never thought that was the case. I, I am now completely confused. Um, actually, it's part of the issues interviewed as part of a uh, upcoming special on ESPN. It's going to be on on September first, mm-hmm. called "A Lifetime of Sundays." Um, they're going to interview. It's a ninety-minute film by NFL Films. It's going to be on ESPN. Uh, they profile four iconic female NFL owners, and uh, of course, the the beautiful Martha Ford is one of the ones that uh, gets profiled there. And she talks about it. Says, "Look, the, this this is something that hasn't happened yet, but this is going to be my my best line, my best memory." And and I'm with you. I'm with you, Martha. <laughs> when the Lions do it, it's going to be my best damn memory, too. And I, uh, a lot yeah. of people say, man, I don't know. I don't even know how I'll react. If Birth it's a child, happen. a marriage. Yeah. Hey, nope. look, I like my kid. <laughs> but <laughs> Mild those under also rands. <laughs> um, no, this is, I mean, I, I, like, like, I can't even, in my head, I can't even picture. I remember when it was like 40 three years the the red wings finally won a cup and i was super into the the, the yeah. wings and um it, it finally happened and those last couple of years before they did were just heartbreaking losses and, and frustrating and angering and uh when it happened I, I i like you know i just melted in this 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 ball of satisfaction i just sat there and watched it all unfolding and i was like holy shit it happened Oh my god! And I, I actually wound up grabbing a cigar and sitting outside. And I remember people were running in the streets. We were living in an apartment at the time. People were outside screaming, going crazy. They had uh, swept the um, uh, the flyers, I believe it was uh, that they played when they they did it. Had swept them. I saw a kid out in the middle of the intersection swinging a broom, right, celebrating it. Seriously, the town was lit when the, after that win. It was amazing, and I can only imagine how you know exponentially much bigger it would be for the lions and uh i just think i mean i i even i mean for her right i worry about that that massive satisfaction that comes right when when that happens <laughs> holy cow that excitement holy cow man i i, yeah. I just can't even so anyway it's it looks like it's gonna be a pretty good thing again september 1st um uh, starts on sunday august 1st i'm sorry on uh, espn and it's sunday sub- let me start over sunday august 25th on ESPN and then uh, on September 1st on ABC. So it's going to be on the, 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 one of the big four networks there where you can see it Um, really looks like a good, good, good show. 
I got to interject real quick with some. Um, it's not exactly breaking news. It's, it looks like a, a few uh, hours old, but um, <laughs> the Cowboys did a hilarious thing today and tweeted out that they were going to be offering a contract extension to one of their players today. And then that player happened to be Jalen Smith, their linebacker. <laughs> so not like one of the three. Uh, guys uh, oh God. <laughs> so they're they're uh, this stroll yeah this is that's that uh, boy. Uh, boy okay and with that uh we'll move on um mike daniels um a guy you may have heard of and marvin jones i i think you know marvin you've seen him uh, once or twice on the field both cleared to practice now marvin remember stayed home in the texans game didn't even come to houston with the team and uh, now this seems relatively quickly been cleared to practice. So that's good news. I want to see Mike Daniels getting some reps out there. I want to see him uh, messing some people up. That's that's what something I'm really excited for. That was a signing that was big, and uh, it's it's just got to happen, right, Case? We got to we, he's got to get some arms around some people and send them flying. Yep. Yes, he does. <laughs> Marvin Jones, any any predictions on him this year? I, think, uh, I want to no, see because when he I'm had his big year, high. I am super high on Marvin Jones. I am super high on Marvin Jones. I, I was going just leaving you hanging there Two for a minute. Two years ago, but. you predicted his his meteoric rise and how well he would do with the organization. Yeah. It was like, yeah. wow, okay. And then you were you were a little cooler on him last year. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm trying to get what's the temperature here? No, what's I'm actually really high. I'm, I'm I'm very high on him. I mean, it obviously all depends on whether or not he stays healthy. But if he stays healthy for the whole year, I still think there's a very good chance he outproduces Kenny Galladay. And uh, outside of touchdowns, I think Kenny Galladay gets the touchdowns. But uh, I'm, I'm interested. And, and this is something, again, this is the thirds and fourths. And we haven't opened the playbook and all that. But there was some good separation by those guys on the field. Um, separation that's like uh, the word of the day yeah yeah um in this in this game against the texans i need some nipple tassels every time we say word of the day i'll (laughs) let that sink in I'm trying to to, to put, build the wall. Build, build. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's a YouTube moment for everybody. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, for God's sakes, you kill me sometimes. <laughs> just, just destroyed. All right. So hopefully this bevel offense can scheme schematically build some separation in. We'll see. I'll, I'll just stop and move on. Um, you know the guys with those nipple tassels, though. They are absolute fanatics. <laughs> and if you want to get your Lions gear, maybe even Lions nipple tassels, you should go to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. Oh, time to look. <laughs> I hope they do. <laughs> you are disinvited from camp next year. <laughs> oh, fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. Um, head on in. Yeah, you Go back to the Blue Oyster and get your work. You'll, you'll, you'll make a bunch. Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Uh, Check it out. All your Lions gear, your needs. They got the Lions kicks. I saw a couple of people were, were checking those out and picking some up. Um, sweet deal from Nike this year. Real cool uh, shoes. And, uh, I was going to get my. I noticed nobody got me any for my birthday. So don't expect anything, Case. Our, our listeners don't love us the way they they should. But I yeah. just can't think, like, how else do you expect me to pay for the trip again? <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. I'll send Sorry. you the tassels. I'll send you the tassels. We'll, we'll get that on a prime, <laughs> prime, prime shipping. Uh, all right. Yeah. Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Your shirts, your hats. It's not just Lions stuff. It's it's your Michigan, your college teams, your pro football, hockey, baseball, you name it. Why not celebrate the Tigers and their 0-47 record this year? What a what a great way to go. Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. You can get all the top quality licensed gear. Show off your team spirit. Support your boys in whatever color they're wearing. We're talking about the boys in blue. And uh, get a little kickback to the podcast along the way. It never costs you more. So it's, it's a great deal. So if you haven't checked out those those sneakers, they'll check it out. There's uh, their Nike Pegasus Lions branded shoes. They are awesome looking shoes. Really, really nice. All right. Let's get into this other thing. This guy, uh, Brian Baldinger. And uh, he's a guy I know you have respect for. I've, I've, I'm kind of hot and cold with him and, and some of his takes. But he had what is the equivalent of a drunken uncle rant here, Case. And if I anybody knows a drunken uncle can't rant, can't handle his finger. <laughs> if Got anybody knows finger. has one of these things crazy laid out, it's you, Mister Drunken Uncle himself, Case. Yeah, yeah. Um, did he, yeah, did he and, and actually, no. I I really actually do have a fair amount of respect for Brian Baldinger. Um, this particular rant, and it's not like I can't respect guys who go after the lions as long as they do it intelligently. This just didn't make any sense. I didn't understand why he was so upset at the lions for this when so many other teams have been doing the same thing. No, um, but they haven't, they haven't, they weren't, they, 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 they weren't working on anything. I, I just don't get it. Like I, 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 okay. I understand that this is not how the preseason used, used to, to look like. But things change and evolve, and he hasn't. That that he got so upset about the Lions not playing Stafford in a meaningless game when Stafford is a thirty-one year old, you know, ten-year vet quarterback. I, I don't. I was I was left scratching my head, and I will I will hopefully come back to. Um, future good feelings towards Brian Baldinger. Cause I really do. I really have liked a lot of the things he said. And I like the way that he goes into detail sometimes about specific plays and specific players. This felt nonsensical, emotional. I didn't, I didn't it's understand. Like somebody touched him inappropriately as a child and they, and he just saw him on TV um, it, it, that was his reaction to me, and it was it, it was probably because he had to deliver something. And watching the game like that, it's like, what do you deliver? Oh, I can be angry, and I'll get my my clicks and, and yeah, maybe my, I'm, people I'm will talk not really about sure me. What was going on? But certainly talk about. Let's be let's be real. It's all about please talk about me. That's why they do those things. So anyway, yeah, that was that was really weird to see. Uh, again, I'm not uh, a, a huge fan of Baldinger. He's um, hot and cold, whatever. But uh, <laughs> um, sometimes hang a little lower than the others. I don't know. <laughs> he's just he's just not not one of my faves. He's not one I hate either. But it just wasn't really. It, it was it was it was a weird juxtaposition. What he was arguing in his little video. So if you see it show up on your screen, just move past and, and don't worry about it. And uh, we'll go on from there. Uh, quick <laughs> quick. Show update. We were going to try to do a, a live post game show um, from the third preseason game. 
unfortunately, the way my travel schedule is, is we're not probably going to be able to do that. But we are putting together a show before I go, and um, I'm going to edit it on the plane and probably uploaded it from 35,000 feet over the Atlantic, and uh, and we'll see how that goes. So um, we'll have a show up for you. Going over the Atlantic, though. Yeah, it's it's funny. I did I did the 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 globe math, and like New Orleans is directly across the Earth where i'm at so if i was back in la i, I just go, think of u.s flights going to india as going west but yeah, it would be well and for you it would because you're closer yeah. that way yeah so yeah. going no, it makes sense makes sense just Amsterdam surprising and then mumbai so i'll work um, on my geography sorry yeah no that's okay that's okay it's it's an easy mistake because the halfway point like i said is right around new orleans so if you're to the west of that you'll take the western route if you're to the right of that you'll take the or east of that mm. you'll take the eastern so interesting there you go um yeah so we're uh we're doing that and uh, i'll edit it and upload it from there and uh we'll get, we'll get it up there so we'll have something up for you on the 25th 26th of next week we'll have a review of the game we'll do another podcast we'll talk through everything and then we won't have the midweek podcast on tuesday <laughs> night like we usually do because i will be bouncing around like crazy overseas uh i get back the 31st i will check out the game on uh i think it's what the 30th uh, 20, it's actually the 30th in India, but the 29th here. I've done the I've done the math on that, so I got you covered. Uh, I'll catch that game. I may do a quick YouTube reaction video and put that on our screen, and then we'll probably go on the 3rd of September with our next one. So you'll see us um, this week, next week around Monday or, or Sunday or Monday, and then the week after we'll be back to on the on the Tuesday schedule. So you're not missing out. We're we're just having to change a, a little dates around this to make it all work. But we got you covered. We got cuts and a lot of other stuff. Oh yeah. And your uh, your power wankings are coming, aren't they? Mm, mm-hmm. I I literally finished them in the uh, like half hour before we started recording the show. Um, I tomorrow night I will go and uh, finish the editing on them, uh, do a couple more scans and um, tweaks and things like that, and then. Yep, yep, yep. And then and then give them to Mike. <laughs> Poor Mike. Poor Mike. Love you, Mike, if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy. All right. So that's that. That's some show notes. Um, Got our baldy drunk uncle on that. I think that's it. I think that's got us covered. Uh, Unless you want to get pickup tickets. Ticks, T I X at Detroit Lions Podcast.com. Same story as the rest of that stuff. Ticks at Detroit Lions Podcast.com. All right. So that's it. Remember, the show needs your involvement. Use the comments in the subreddit to give us your feedback. That's the best place. We love your feedback. This is a community show. And uh, what better way to be part of the community than uh, than talk about the show and let us know what you like and what you don't. Also, you get the other places where you can give us those ratings, iTunes, Google Play, all that. Those five-star ratings are much, much appreciated there because those are forever. Don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Uh, sign up, get the Slack, as little as dollar a month donation. You can give more. Don't don't be afraid to give more, but you know, dollar a month gets you access to all the good stuff. So good stuff there. Also, check us out on Facebook, Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions Podcast, Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast. It's the very best place to see case. With no pants on. It's really is the best way to see case. Uh give us a call via Skype at Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or on the Lions line, 929-33 Lions. 92933 Lions. Great time after this game, uh, game three and game four, to give us your feedback. Get on the show. Just leave a message and we'll get you on there and uh, let us know. You can call us drunk after the game. We're, we're good with that. That's usually when we do most of our stuff. <laughs> Go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast. That way we can come inside your little MP3 player 
and whisper in your ears with our magical thoughts. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, baby. Because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. Hey, Dean Blandino here, and I can tell you unequivocally that call was 100% wrong. I, I got, I, I'll tell you a story. So the Seattle game happens, okay? The batting out of the end zone and stuff like that. So we're on, a, we're on the bus going to the plane, and I get a call from like NFL Network or somebody who's saying, can you come on the radio show? And I'm like... I really can't. I'm going to be on the bus with players and stuff like that. Probably wouldn't be a good idea. But if you fire fucking Dean Blandino, I'll come on the show. I'll come on the show with you. And then I said, I'll talk to you later.